Well, we won't tie the uh, turnover or the giveaway record um, because Russell had to go out there and throw one pick. He had, he had to go, we had to go out there and turn the ball over just once today. We had to make sure that there was nothing extra we could be too excited about. Keep us level um, going into the playoffs. We don't want to go in there too high because if you go in too high, you come out real low. So that was just, you know, a way for us to, you know, make sure we keep a level head going into the postseason. What's going on, Twelves? This is Rob English, your SoCal Seahawk, Rob, Robert English. I'm going to stop saying, I don't even go by Rob anywhere. I got to stop saying Rob English. I don't know why I go by Rob English on this. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk. And thank you for tuning into another episode of uh, Short Yardage. And um, how about that game today? How about it? Uh, how about that game today? It was um, ugly. If you watch, if you listen to, uh, you know, the last podcast, I was saying, don't sleep. Don't sleep on this game. I was talking to the Seahawks and I was talking to you, the fans. Don't sleep because this game is, I said it. I said, don't sleep on the Cardinals because I, I said, what was this last night? Don't sleep because tomorrow could be a long day. And today was a long day. It was a long day. Ultimately, it ended up that it wouldn't have mattered because the Vikings lost. So once the Vikings lost, um, you know, with the Vikings losing, I should say, it wouldn't have mattered whether we won or lost. We would we would still have the five spot. Um but and at, at one point I was thinking, man, maybe they know. So here's what I'm, here, here's my overall um, take on the game today. And this is probably not true, but this is what, you know, my my armchair quarterbacking uh, armchair quarterback, you know, thought processes. And. It's OK. We don't have to win this game. And. um you know, despite the fact that winning it would be best because we want to, you know, hold the five spot because that's probably the best the best path through the playoffs. Um, we don't have to win the game. So do, do you try things? Do, do, do you do you experiment at all in this game? Do you do some, you know, throw some wrinkles into your game plan that you maybe wouldn't normally do just to, just to see how they work, to see how the defense reacts to them? Um at one point I was thinking maybe that was something and, and not even like trick plays. I'm talking about just like maybe some, you know, some, uh, some of the concepts on the offensive line, blocking schemes, whatever, you know, trying something maybe a little bit different, maybe even just who, who we uh, put on the field combinations of personnel. Um, because that's what it looked like. We, we, we were failing in spots where we have not been failing um, much lately. That was my, you know, uh, initial assessment. Um, but the overall play, I mean, the the offensive line, terrible. I mean, it was, did anybody see the sack fest in Seattle today? That's how I tweeted that. I was like, you know, Seattle sack, hashtag Seattle sack fest. 12 sacks between the two teams, six sacks apiece. The quarterback spent uh, as much time on the ground as they did on their feet. Um you know, and that has become uncharacteristic of us, even and it's it's weird to say that for the Seahawks. It's weird to say that Russell Wilson getting sacked 
uh, is uncharacteristic because it certainly isn't, you know, on a, on, a, on a worldly view, on a global view. But as of late, Russell hasn't been, you know, getting terrorized too much. Um, and he certainly did today. Uh, but he certainly made the best of the opportunities where he wasn't. Um, but the offensive line play was bad. Uh, Posick, um, you know, Posick's first Posick's first half was not great. I think he had a two or three um, penalties. Um, you know, so the O line issues, you know, reared their ugly head. But I'm 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 holding out hope that this is not going to continue moving forward. We have the personnel moving forward, assuming we don't, uh, you know, suffer any more um, injuries in Dallas. But uh, special teams uh, blocking. I mean, two blocked punts, one partially blocked punt that um, that still crossed the line of scrimmage, but just didn't go very far. And then the next one, a blocked punt. A blocked punt for a touchdown. Come on. Like, what in the world is going on here? It was one of those games that, that, you, that you were sleeping. Doug Baldwin dropping passes. When does Doug Baldwin drop passes? It was like the Twilight Zone. I had I was saying this this they're sleeping out there. There's this this is they're literally in the process of sleeping through this game. All and I just been saying don't sleep. They didn't. Why didn't they listen to me? I was like don't sleep. They were in the middle of they slept through the first two quarters of the game. Maybe even three. Doug Baldwin dropping passes when when Doug Baldwin is dropping balls uh you know there's a problem something's not right the the maybe the 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 the, uh, the position on the earth, of the earth's axis or the gra- gravitational pull or the rotation maybe the, the 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 planet was on a wobble i don't know but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't you know normal out there it wasn't normal out there it it was you know at one point, I tweeted, I said, hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose this game now knowing this is like late third or late, I guess, in the middle of the fourth. Um, whenever it was that we realized that Minnesota was not going to win. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we just go ahead and lose this game. Not that we're going to throw the game, but just I, I, I fully believe that, you know, down the field, the, 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 everybody knows what's going on across the NFL. There's somebody down there telling them they act like they don't, they don't know. They'll say they don't know, but they know. Um, and, uh, I'm thinking, okay, they know Minnesota's lost. So the five spots in, you know, they, they know Minnesota is, there is not lost, but they're down. They're probably not going to win the five spots. There's, you know, let's try some funny stuff. See what happens. I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about, but. I had a feeling that that might have been what's going on. Um, but what did we do today? What did, what did, what did we do today? We, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, what, 12 for 21, 152 yards, and touchdown, and the one pick. Uh, so not a great day for, you know, quarterback uh, or passer rating, 75.9. This is the game where any consideration Russell might've been getting full, you know, I mean, obviously he's not going to win the MVP, but any of that conversation that um, he was getting any, 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 you know, tip, of, uh, tip of the cap that he was getting in that conversation is now silenced um, because 
today was a very pedestrian day for him. Very pedestrian. Um, you know, it was uh, efficient, but pedestrian. Um, the interception was bad. The inter- Okay, so how about the interception? Did that look familiar to anybody? Of course it did. They were talking about it all over the internet after it happened. Uh, so I'm going to go on on record as saying um, we need to stop running that play. So that play was so identical. It, it was scary. It, it was, it was, it was, almost, have you ever, have you ever, anybody ever seen a ghost? No, me neither. But if you could imagine ever seeing one, and it frightening you so bad that it that it changed your changed your soul. And then you were to recall that frightening feeling later on in life. That's that's what that's what I how I felt on that interception. It was so similar to this interception in the Super Bowl that it was eerie. It was like, oh, my God, did that just happen again? Did that just happen again? Um. So situation only differed in that in the Super Bowl, uh, I think I believe it was Jermaine Curse and um, Lockett, um, who strangely was also wearing the number eighty three. It was Curse and Lockett um, uh, to the right side of the field. Uh, in Super Bowl, they were stacked. You know, so it's twins or two wide receivers to the right. Um, but instead of them being uh, split from each other, they're kind of stacked on t- almost stacked on top of each other. But the same situation, the inside guy um, uh, runs straight forward and just tries to create, you know, a little bit of a mess. And uh, the outside guy takes a step in and then takes a step forward and then cuts in on the quick slant. Same exact thing today, except for um, uh, I think it was Lockett who was the inside man who just ran straight forward, but they were split. Now they're not stacked. They were split. Um, Lockett ran straight forward, you know, put his hands on his guy and kind of hitched, hitched a step a little bit just to kind of create that, um, that confusion right where the uh, outside receiver is going to cross behind him. And they did it. And number 83, again, this time being David Moore um, ran a half-ass route and it got jumped by, um, I can't remember the, the defender jumped it and it, i mean it, so so okay so there that that was so similar to me it's like okay um either that play is such a um so it's so commonplace in the seahawks um you know uh, uh uh playbook that anytime you uh you 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 uh, put two receivers on the same side of the field um with a certain formation they're looking for it I'm guessing anytime you put uh, two receivers, I think they ran it from a big formation too. So um, I, I'm, I'm guessing anytime you got a big formation with two receivers on one side, they're looking for that. Um, that's not wasn't necessarily a rub, but it was a, it was a, a slant. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that inside guy is supposed to cause the confusion to just give just enough space for the outside guy to cut, to slant through and, and, and be there for the ball. Again, that so I, I, you know, I'll tell you what I have been saying since the Super Bowl that that play call is a good play call. You know, I stood by the play call in the Super Bowl. People say I'm a homer. I'm just crazy. But I still stand behind the play call in the Super Bowl. 
Um, because that play, the concept behind that play is high percentage. Even if a defender, you know, uh, gets a beat on it, typically speaking, that pass is either going to be caught or incomplete. It's never supposed to be an interception. But now two times, uh, and who knows how many times the Seahawks have run that play and it worked and, you know, no one ever thinks twice about it. But when you get a similar uh, outcome like today, uh, you start reading into things. Um, But two times now, that play has been intercepted. That's the one that play is designed to not be intercepted. That, that that's a high percentage play is it's, it's very, the very uh, makeup of that play is designed for whatever possibility there is interception, not being one of them, but we've successfully done it twice now. Um, and uh, it looks to me like more half-ass ran that route. Um, it, it didn't, he, it looked like he, he slowed up like, so either he thought the ball should have been there already or, or he just, you know, like I said, ran the route, uh, like a bum to me, I'm thinking he ran the route like a bum. Cause no one, no one studies more than Russell Wilson. No one practices more than Russell Wilson. So I'm thinking that he, um, didn't run that route fully. And that's why the ball was just uh, enough ahead of him for uh, the defender to basically beat him to the spot. Because if he had, if he had ran that last step and a half as hard as he ran the first step and a half, um, uh, he would have been there for the ball on time. Uh, so I put that on David Moore, uh, and I, and I've, you know, just, just to watch the play and then rewatch it and rewatch it. Um, and feel free to watch it yourself and, and let me know what you think. But I'm looking at more, um, not running that route. So, um, there's the interception. So there goes our, our, our chance at, you know, uh, stepping into, um, immortality, uh, or at least, you know, you know, making or, or matching history, um, with efficient offense. I know they don't want to give Russell Wilson any credit, but efficient offense. Um, got to give a shout out to, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. What a career. This might've been his very last football game. And if it is, I got to say that, um, you know, congratulations to Larry Fitzgerald on a great career. Um, the dude has just been, uh, you know, um, the picture of professionalism in the sport. Plus he was a badass, you know, um, there's one thing, you know, some, there's a lot of guys who, who are, who are good, but not every uh, Larry Fitzgerald is like the, the perfect football player. Perfect. He's the perfect football player. He, 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 he's great. He has been one of the very best ever at his position. He's a great dude. He, he, he's active in the community. I mean, he does every, I don't, I don't think, I don't remember anything bad about Larry Fitzgerald ever. Just everything good. He's like Russell Wilson, right? I've heard stories of uh, of uh, defenders. They talk about Larry Fitzgerald and they talk about how he's just so um, strangely nice. Like he'll he'll walk around you on the football field and and ask you how you're doing, how's your family, you know, uh, you know how your kids doing, how was their birthday, and yada yada yada. And then ten seconds later, he'll burn you for six points. 
or burn you for 35 yards or whatever. Like, like he, and then right, and he'll, he'll help you up after you tackle him and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I mean, it's funny how he just kind of lulls you. To, I guess he lulls you to sleep with his, with his niceness. Imagine that player, you know, Hey, how you doing, man? How's your family? Oh yeah. You good, bro. Da, 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 da. Be all nicey and then burn you on the, on the very next play. <laughs> that's, that's what I've heard from, from, uh, I don't remember who it was, but, a um, a defender said that about, about Larry Fitzgerald. So big up to Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he's, he's given my Seahawks fits over the course of his career. Um, and good luck to him and his future endeavors. Um, defensively, we played, you know, okay. Um, Josh Rosen, 18 for 34 for 149 yards. Um, and a touchdown. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, somehow with Russell Wilson's, um, interception, he still managed a better quarterback rating than, uh, than Rosen. Um, must've been for the, you know, the efficiency. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald finished with um, uh, four catches for 36 yards and the, the one touchdown. How about the touchdown to Larry Fitzgerald? So uh, if you go, so first of all, he made a, a, a pretty one-handed catch. I don't think he really needed to catch it one hand. I think he did it because he knew he could. Um, and, uh, but Larry Fitzgerald did Akeem King dirty. Now that was, that was what you call, um, you know, Long time professional veteran, smart player versus young, um, haven't been there that long, uh, you know, player. Akeem King, um, had the had the the coverage on the outside there. Uh, would have been on the, the offensive right side. Um, they were looking zone. And uh, right before the snap, uh, Fitzgerald um, motioned uh, back toward the line, of, back toward the uh, the offensive line, uh, motioned inside, and and um, threw kind of a kind of a uh, kind of blocked down on the defensive end. Um, but then it, he wasn't staying in the block; he took off, ran his route. So Akeem King, at the corner position, had that whatever maybe it would have been a flat zone or. Or a quarter zone, or whatever. Um, maybe even deep zone. I don't know because there was nobody out there. Um, I think the deep zone probably would have been McDougald, and he was way too far away. Um, but KJ Wright and Akeem King were the only two people who were even anywhere close to being able to do anything about Larry Fitzgerald. But Larry Fitzgerald, he blocked down for a half a second and then took off. And KJ sighed. I mean, it was it was too late regardless. But on that play action. KJ Wright figured it out. Again, it was too late. Even when KJ figured out, it was already too late. Even there was nothing that could have been done. But it took so long for Akeem King to realize that he got tricked on the play action. It took him so long. If you can go find that play, if you got a replay, or you you know go to go on uh, go just go on YouTube and watch their highlights um, or NFL.com. <laughs> Akeem King. When he finally realizes that he got duped and turns around, the, 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 Larry Fitzgerald's on, almost on his way to the bench. <laughs> it took him so long. It took him so long. He was the very last person in CenturyLink Field to realize that uh, the running back uh, did not have the football in his hand. 
so that was a that was a screw up. I'm I'm hoping that that's another one of the, like I said earlier. And hopefully that was um, yeah, let's try King out there, um, you know, by himself and you know see if he can you know hold his own. Oops, no, because he literally was the last person on the field to realize that uh, Fitzgerald was wide open in the end zone. So that wasn't very, um, you know, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't make me smile. But, uh, you know, we, uh, who, who else dropped a pass? Let's talk about Doug Baldwin dropping passes. Nick Vanette dropped a pass. Somebody else dropped a pass. It, it, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. Sebastian Danikowski did his job today. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's uh, very wonderful when your kicker uh, kicks and, uh, you know, makes it. Good on you, Seabass. Um, Tyler Lockett is doing a good job. I don't know if it's if he's just if it's the way he runs his routes or if he's just so small he gets lost. But two or three times today, he just got lost. The first big one on his touchdown, he was just wide open again. It was kind of like... Um, uh the game against the Chiefs. Um you know, it just 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 ends up wide open. Um but yeah, uh I think it was the Chiefs. But yeah, yeah, he, he just manages to uh to get open and Russell seems to find him. It's amazing. Uh so Lockett had a, a good game today. Uh I mean he was targeted twice and got he caught them both. 66 yards and a touchdown. So I guess I guess to say he had a good game is, you know, he he just took advantage of the opportunities that he got. Nobody had more than two catches on uh on on the Seattle side. Lockett 2, Baldwin 2, Vanette 2, Moore 2, Davis 2. John Brown and Chris Carson both had one. So it was spread around um quite evenly. Did just enough to, you know, do what we had to do. Did just enough to do what we had to do. So we're back in the playoffs. We're back in the playoffs. And I guess I, I maybe I, I, I jinxed myself. Um, or you, you know what? Before I go into that, I wanted to say something about these fans. So today, and what I haven't done the last couple of weeks or so, I've been, you know, live tweeting the game. And, um, there's so many fans that just don't know, like, I don't know, like I said, I'm a snob, but I find that I don't know why I have such issue with fans who assert things and just, just don't know. There was this girl, <laughs> um, and I, oh, I don't want to be like, uh, okay. I don't want to be like Cam Newton and because I chuckled at the mention of a, of a female in regards to football, uh, that I'm, you know, sexist. This isn't a sexist remark, even though I still don't feel that Cam Newton should have gotten as much flack for that as he did, because what he said wasn't inaccurate. Most girls don't know that much about football. Most. That's not an inaccurate statement. Um, but anyway, so this girl on Insta, I mean, on, uh, on Twitter was asserting uh, somehow the conversation, the, t the the subject about Seattle playing the Rams in the playoffs came up. 
And how it got here, I don't really know. But the point being, she was asserting that it was not possible for a division rival to play against one another uh, in the first round of the playoffs. And somebody said to her, no, that's not true. Division rivals could play in the first round of the playoffs. They just have to seed that way. And she was like, no, it's it's actually it's actually been a rule for some time now. Uh, if they're in the same division, they can't play in the first round. We're like, I'm like, what is this girl talking about? So I, I wasn't rude. I was like, actually, miss whatever your name was. Um, that's not true. You're, I said, you're wrong. The only reason that, you know, the, 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 the who plays in the playoffs has nothing to do with what division you're in. It's only based on seeding has nothing to do with your division. And then she responded back with some stupid comment that was, you know, it, it was um, saying exactly what I said, but saying it to me as if I didn't just say it. <laughs> so so she was right and I was wrong. Um, sounds like when I argue with uh, with with my girlfriend. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know what you're talking about. Get off the social media trying to speak you know, the language, if you don't know how to speak it, you don't have to, <laughs> there's no rule against playing against your division rival in the first round of the play or any round of the playoffs. I was like, like, look, lady, I don't know what you're talking about, but, uh, if the Seahawks are the fifth seed, the only reason they're not playing the Rams in the first round of the playoffs is because the Rams are two. If the Rams were four, we'd be playing them next weekend, but whatevs. I don't know. I, I, I just, when I see people, you know, you got to know, how do you not know you don't know stuff? Like, I feel like when I'm wrong, I, I will just like, I don't, I try not to be wrong as much as possible. If I feel like I'm not a hundred percent confident in something, I'll like look it up before I start talking about it, saying things out of my mouth, you know, so I don't look like a fool. I try to do that. I try to. Then you get fans out there that, you know, one guy was just talking the most crazy stuff because we didn't kick the field goal as soon as we got that long ball to lock it down, the, you know, at the end of the game. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's still like almost a minute left in the game. Like, what do you, why would you kick the field goal now? Like, you got to run the time off the clock. You're in range, kill the time, then kick the field goal. It's like, I don't know, I guess it's okay. It's okay. You, we, there's going to be fans of every knowledge level. There's going to be fans of every knowledge level. I guess because you're a fan doesn't mean you have to be a student of the game. I guess that's not true. I just, I just cannot be pleased. Anybody see um, Adam Vinatieri? How, how Adam Vinatieri is 46 years old or something like that. He's old. He's like 125 years old. Out there still playing in the NFL. I think he's 46 years old, if I remember correctly. Let me look it up because I want to know for sure. I don't want to say it. Like, see, I told you about if I don't know something, I look it up just to make sure I don't sound like a fool. Adam Vinatieri is 46 years old. He was born in 1972 and he's still playing football. 46. He has, he almost looks like Santa Claus. His beard is so white. He almost, he looks jolly out there still. You know, he missed one today though, which is, which was kind of funny, but, um, Adam and Terry, man, he's old and he's still out there playing football. I think that's pretty cool. But uh, so um, I, I was saying before, before I got distracted again, I think I jinxed myself because I was saying um, the other night about 
how I've somehow managed to find myself scared of the Philadelphia Eagles um, because, you know, the, the so-called experts on TV and on the Internet have been talking about them, talking about them, talking about them and got me thinking that they're going to potentially do some damage as they've turned their season around and, and made a push for the playoffs. And uh, the Vikings left the door open for them and they went ahead and uh, walked in and Vikings are out. And, uh, you know, the Eagles are in. I was really hoping that the Vikings would just go ahead and get in um, simply because I know that they're not going to win. That's, that's just, you know, one team already out. They get in just to be out They're It's like they're just they're just coming in with the sole purpose of getting knocked out. With, with the Vikings in the playoffs, what I know for sure is that Seattle will not will certainly not be the only team getting bounced in the first week. You know, we I don't think we're going to get bounced anyway, but I know for sure we won't be the only team if we do, because it because uh, the Vikings were not going to beat anybody anywhere in the NFL's second season. But they went ahead and lost it today instead of next week. And now the Eagles are there. Um, I think Nick Foles got hurt, though. So who knows what's going to happen with that? And now Eagles found their way into the playoffs, but they got their their quarterback is banged up. So what that's going to mean uh, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. Um, but we're there. We are there. Chris Carson had 122 yards. Who is going to stop Chris Carson? The team that stops Chris Carson will be the team that beats Seattle, right? Is that, is that fair to say? Is it, if it's, is it fair to say that over these next, you know, six weeks, you know, for be, or, you know, if we, if we last that long, right? Um, I guess it should be five weeks, but, um, I think it's fair to say the the team that figures out a way, whether it's next week or the week after the team that figures out to how to stop Chris Carson, who had, had to stop the Seahawks running game. We ran the ball for, uh, what? 182 yards today. 5.4 a carry. Chris, Chris Carson, uh, had that big 61 yarder, which was, which was awesome. Um, uh, it was right on time too. It was right on time uh, because it was start just starting to get to that point where um, here we go. Are, are, is Seattle gonna gonna make a play to uh, break this thing open, or are we going to just keep on laying an egg here and find a way to lose this game today? And then Chris Carson busts out with the big one, um, and there you go, there you go. Well, yeah, so here we go. I guess we can start talking uh, Dallas now. I guess we can start talking Dallas. I got Dallas people already talking the most. Um, I got one guy from back home saying he's giving out free $100 bills to all of the Seattle fans who are so sure. I'm thinking about taking him up. I I read his comments, read the, the, the post, and then his comments, two or three people already took it. So if he's got a hundred bucks to give away, I might as well go ahead and if if he's gonna give away a hundred bucks, he might as well give it to me, right? We'll see if uh 
I take him up on it. People always try to challenge my my faith in Seattle um, based on whether I will bet or not. And um, and I'm not much of a better. I I I I don't gamble. I've been to Vegas a few times in my life and um, never gambled. I might have might have put a few and all my life whether it was Vegas or or even like you know local casinos I might have put a few bucks into a couple slot machines um I might have played a couple hands of of blackjack I may have put a few bucks on a on the roulette um a couple times but I I'm just not a gambler I got friends that gamble I got family that gamble I just can't do it I just have a problem with giving someone my money and them handing me back absolutely nothing like that 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 just that reality i can't deal with so i don't gamble so people will tell me that i'm not faith you know I have no faith in my team i'm not confident in my team's ability because i won't put the money on it's like nah the whole point of gambling is just that it's a gamble you might lose but it's not it's not about a lack of faith but my team may not win that day and then i'm out 100 bucks like nah, I, I 100 bucks is too much money to ever just hand over and get nothing back for it to, to light a match to. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm I'm far too emotionally invested in uh, the Seahawks for me to start getting financially invested in them. Because, um, yeah, I, if I ever had a real bad day, it would just, you know, I might. Who knows? Can't do that. Can't do that. Far too much heart is already uh, being invested into this team. But the Dallas Cowboys are coming to town. Oh, I guess we're going to Dallas. We're going to their town. And uh, it's debatable. I think they're opening up as two and a half point favorites against us. Um, And we'll see what we're able to do. I'll uh, get in here and do a little more in-depth talk about the Cowboys later on. But, um, yeah, we'll see if we can do to them what we did to them earlier this year. It's, um, you know, we, we, we held down the run. Gave fits to Dak Prescott in the pocket. Uh, we've got to be able to do that again. Um, you know, they their teams have changed a bit since then, but um, hopefully we can uh, you know recreate that and move on to New Orleans. Move on to New Orleans. Did anybody else watch? I don't know if you guys watched the game tonight. This is the last thing I'll say before I go because I'm already overtime and. I'm talking about nothing, but I watched the the Titans and the Colts, and it's amazing that the Titans were really fighting for a spot to the playoffs because that team was so terrible today. That team was terrible, and I and my I certainly probably had to do with you know um, Mariota not being in there, but God Gabbert, he was so bad, he was so bad out there. That team that and that team that team could not have done anything in the playoffs. Certainly just simply could not have done anything in the playoffs. So it's it's fitting fitting that they didn't make it. But the fact that they almost did, you know, at, at one point they were down seven with the ball driving, and then Bla- Blaine Gabbert throws it directly at a Colts defender. Unbelievable. Cause I was hoping for the tie, to be honest. I, I, you know, they, I don't have a dog in the fight, so I was kind of hoping that they tied and uh, Pittsburgh still got in. <laughs> but 
uh, yeah, Blaine Gabbert is just a, a just the wrong guy to have under center for I think anybody. That's all I got. This is Robert English, and uh, thanks for tuning in to this uh, episode of Short Yardage, and uh, we will see you in a couple days. Go Hawks.